DMX. Yeah, yeah, one of my neighbors. And um <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to the Bull and the Badger podcast. My name is Vanessa. I'm the Badger. And I'm April. I am the Bull. You're listening to a podcast where Asian American culture and mental health intersect. Mouth sounds and hilarity ensue. <laughs> is that our mouth sound for today? I feel like I've been thinking about this. I feel like you misuse mouth sounds, or at least as I understand it. Oh, tell me. <laughs> when I Are they think words? of mouth sounds... I just think of mouth sounds as like, like the the reasons that we like drink water before <laughs> we start the podcast. But I feel like you interpret mouth sounds as just being anything that comes out of your mouth, including words. Yes, that's um, it's a very generic term for <laughs> sounds from the mouth emanating sound, sound waves okay. go mouth. I guess it will just be we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, so today we are covering, um, a topic of Asian Americans in media or representations of American Asian Americans in media, something kind of near and dear to my heart as like this new term I heard media maker, whatever that means. Specifically film and television, right? Yes, indeed. Um, and kind of just to quickly jump us into the topic um when i was growing up there wasn't that many asian faces in the television and that's changed a lot and actually my first encounter i think with like asian americans on television was charlie chan do you know that show charlie chan it's like a detective show and the dude wasn't even like chinese like his sons were chinese but the lead the actor who's who is charlie chan was like a Mickey Rooney type. He was like a white guy in yellow drag. And I had no idea for like the longest time. I don't really, I'm like, I kind of generally know the reference, but I don't know. Honestly, I'm going to show my like, uh, ignorance on this topic. Cause I, in my mind, like Charlie Chan was like a supporting act role in like another show. Oh. But was it an actual show? Yeah, it was it an actual show? It might have. Right, you might have been up. like watching something, and then I watched the spinoff of that. Oh, okay. But it was, it's funny because I just watched a lot of TV with my grandparents. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like Laurel and Hardy, Lucy, you know, like I love Lucy and Charlie Chan and his three sons. Really? Yeah, and I was just like realizing how kind of awfully racist it was. Did your grandparents like them or like that? I guess so. It wasn't as big of a deal, I think. But then when we were growing up, like they they started having more and more like Asian Americans on television. But by more and more, I mean it went from zero to like two. Uh-huh. And then um, the first like leading Asian man on television, Russell Wong. Mm-hmm. It was I think Vanishing Sun. Right. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's not the first time that's come up. <laughs> podcast oh. i think vanishing sun made a very big impression in vanessa's life oh my god young vanessa totally was like oh. i was like well yeah it's like your first crush basically and like really yeah your first crush not my first crush oh man really fine well good because russell wong is worth it and, and it was crazy because like well the best thing about this show not the best thing but one of the funniest things about this show is like 
you know, like right now they talk about how um, Asian American males are often like um, emasculated or portrayed in, in like a not sexy way. But it, Russell Wong literally slept with a different woman every <laughs> single of like, all colors of the rainbow. Yeah, he was like multicultural lover. You know, he just he didn't discriminate. That's how this world should be. No. <laughs> It was totally post-racial. <laughs> wah, wah. He's actually, um, I think, Kappa. I don't, is he? Yeah. This so. is This is a time when, like, finally, like, you know, like, people are recognizing, you know, mixed race. Like, Dean Cain uh-huh. was a big... Oh, I like Dean Cain. I guess. Yeah. I guess, in memory, he probably was awesome, but now I'm just kind of like, mm, Dean Cain. <laughs> He's probably going to be the next Sharknado. Poor Dean Cain. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Single tier. <laughs> He's gonna come after me in the night. He's like, Single Superman tier. Oh, I know that was a great show. But come on, Vanishing Sun. I don't know why you didn't. I like, like Van- I did like Vanishing Sun. I just, I, I just didn't like. He didn't like uh, play a very big part in my budding sexuality. Okay. <laughs> did you Did you have any Asian crushes like when you were young? I don't know. I mean, maybe Russell Wong, but I don't think so. I'm trying to think, but mm-mm. probably not. No, because on our last podcast about interracial relationships, <laughs> we're talking a little bit about that. Anyway, so um, here to discuss this topic, um, topic, <laughs> topic, mouth sounds, topic, um, topic, topic, um, is my friend Dan, Dan the man. Um, as nobody calls him. <laughs> I just say that when I'm nervous. Oh yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan the man. Yeah, that guy. He's, uh, <laughs> I met him recently. It's only been like six months, six months ago. Um, first time going to uh, my, one of my church's small groups and we all were first timers. And so as first timers, we're all nervous together, but I think our small group has really gelled and he came with his wife, Minnie, and I came with my friend, Anna. And, um, like there I found out that dance an actor. Ooh. Yes. How many people are in your small group? How small is it? 10 to 12, 12, 12. But it varies because, you know, responsibilities. So it's more like 8 to 12 on a week. <laughs> 12 when it's a potluck. <laughs> 8 when it's serious stuff. Is no, all um, Asian people? No, it's mixed. It's great. Um, it's basically location-based. So uh, anybody in Culver City are kind of like local to that. So, yeah. Um, in fact, Asians or Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, my friend, <laughs> is she not represents Asian. all Asians. Yeah. Even though she is not Asian. I'm just going to call her Asian. Anna Asia. <laughs> even though she is. FYI, your new name is Asians. <laughs> I'm just going to text her, excuse me. But, um, so yeah, I, I know Dan is from New York. He's Korean and currently learning Korean to talk, um, to be able to better speak with his parents, which is awesome but can you tell us a little more about yourself and how you even got into acting oh geez that's yeah that might your turn dan the man um okay well i was born in korea grew up in the new york new jersey area a couple years in yonkers new york yeah where dmx lived he was one of my one of my neighbors and um (laughs) sorry right 
Yeah. <laughs> is that what you think of when you're like, here, DMX? Just screaming, just barking. DMX. I like how you just pull that out like so fast. I used to think of dogs barking. <laughs> also, he discovered the internet recently. So, anyway, go on. Um, and I, I, I didn't know that I liked this performing thing until I started to act in church plays and um, I was always kind of that kid that was like the star of it but I didn't you, know you played Jesus often pretty much and then, <laughs> yeah, and the then it became, Jesus. yeah and then it became one of those things where like I would write the plays like I wrote yeah. this terrible Thanksgiving <laughs> play for my church where like there were Native Americans and pilgrims in this, and they're like, "What are we watching?" And, but I didn't care. I was like, "I wrote it, directed it, produced it, did the music, made the choreography." Oh my gosh! Yeah. Let Dan amazing. do his made, thing. Made this guy like dress up as a turkey, and his dad yelled at me, "What are you doing, making my son a turkey?" And I was like, "Listen, this is for the art, you know." Um, so I, I always enjoyed it. But the thing is, you know, like you guys. I didn't know anyone that want that was an actor. Um, if I wanted to become a doctor or a lawyer, I knew exactly where to go. I knew who to ask. I knew what path to take. Uh, but you know, this was always something that gave me such a joy. But I n- didn't know how to go about it. And uh, growing up, I was pretty financially. We were my family was very financially poor. So money was a big deal. And so I went to NYU Stern, which is one of the top business schools. I don't know if it still is. I'm pretty sure it still is. But um, because I just wanted to be rich. Like, mm-hmm. That was like my goal. Like the, <laughs> One of the reasons I decided that pretty hard was like, like I, I strictly remember being a freshman in college, going back home. And my, it was a home where we didn't have heat. And um, we all had this, like, you know those one big Asian heating pad? Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I slept in between my parents. Uh, like, it was me in the middle and my parents on the side. And we slept kind of sideways. So our mm-hmm. feet would dangle out a little bit. Uh-huh. And I was telling myself, like, they were snoring, like, while they were sleeping. And I, <laughs> I remember, like, couldn't go to sleep and thinking, oh, my goodness, I am in college. I'm still sleeping next to my parents. <laughs> It is so dang cold in here. Yeah. I'm going to get rich. Like that's when I was like, I will get rich, and I will, you know, die do, trying. Or I will die trying. I will buy my parents a house. I will do whatever I can. Um, and I made two promises to myself slash God when I first got into NYU, and I was like, okay, um, I'm not going to drink. And I'm, I'm going to read the Bible every day, no matter how short or how long. Um, and it came out of such arrogance. And, and I'll tell you why, because I can't, it came out of me saying, uh, because you can't do it. Like, no, you guys can't do it. Like pointing at my other uh-huh. Christian friends, mm. I'm going to do it. Mm. Like it was one of, it came out of that rather oh. than I want to see where, you know, where this goes. Right. right? Um, eventually, it became a lot different as I went on, but initially it came out of a lot of arrogance. God tricked and you. Exactly. Like, just confidence of myself. Just like, you know, you guys are such, ugh, you know? And I was like, I'm going Heathens. to do it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, in the midst of the, the reading the Bible thing every single day, um, like, 
you know, sometimes it's just become so routine. But one time it just kind of like struck me because in my fi finance investment banking classes, I just absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I got to get rich. Mm -hmm. I need this money. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, in somewhere in the, along the Bible, you know, a, a prayer that David had where he's like, don't give me wealth, don't give me poverty, just give me what you need. And for some reason that was like, man, that's it. For me, I was like, that's it. Like I'm killing myself trying to get rich. And I can, I, like I had this, I was like, I can, like through this investment banking thing. So that's when, you know, the, the, I, the funny thing is my roommate at the time was like this genius. You know, the one of those kids who never have to study, but the, right. he had perfect <laughs> SAT scores. I killed all my friends that are like that. Exactly. <laughs> he had perfect SAT scores. He had an SAT business. Like, and, and like, like he, he didn't even care. Like he tutored me when he didn't even study for the exam and, and whatnot. But he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. Like in the beginning, he was like, I don't know. I might go into law, whatever. But we, we just hit it off as roommates. And, um... Um, and then finally, you know, after that prayer in my next investment banking class, I was like, all right, this is it. I'm done. Like I am done. Like I left in the middle of the class, went straight to my parents and said, I'm done like with this. And, and, they're, and they're basically, they're very reasonable people. So they're like, w what are you going to do? And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, I didn't think that much through, you know, all I know is this is not it. Uh, so you know, I have a marketing, you know, make like I love you know creativity. So maybe you know commercials, advertising, and all that stuff. And you know, I I started going that route, and it didn't hit me at all. And then it was like my senior year in college, and in front of a McDonald's on Broadway and Eighth, I kind of <laughs> prayed there because I gave up. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, it was McDonald's. It was and McDonald's prayer. And, and prayer, <laughs> and God gave me this vision of, of acting. It sounds crazy, but like you know, then like it was one of those things where I just kind of like forgot about acting and like I didn't really, whatever. But then it kind of like struck me hard, um, and like really gripped me. And so I started to um, think about how I'm going to even start. And um, from that point on, I. Luckily, right after college, I got a job at NBC as a page. Oh, so I got to work nice. for Conan, SNL, which was really cool. See how they worked. And Thank you. Through NBC, I got a, um, I, I found an agent. And an agent, like through them, an agent said, well, you have absolutely no acting experience. <laughs> you have no tr formal training. And she Give was like, I am not going to represent you. And I was thinking like, A, I was like, oh, gosh, darn it. Because, you know, before you get the meeting, you're like, I'm going to be a huge star. <laughs> uh, and then, but then the second part of me is like, you know what? I'm glad you said that because you would be totally illegitimate if you took me on. Right. Right. So now it's time to get schooling. And so I was like, how am I going to even get that? She recommend, like, she was nice enough to recommend me some schools. And then I got that, you know, recommendation and then I found out, you know, the tuition was 20 grand, oh, yeah. like a year, right? Is and this NYU Tisch? This is not NYU Tisch. This oh, okay. is a separate conservatory. Mm. And But NYU Stern took way too much money, you know, like oh, I had yeah. nowhere, no, no one's going to give me a loan because I had like about 100 grand in NYU loans, mm. which is a separate story. But um, so I was like, how am I even going to pay for this? which comes down to my college roommate now. Mm -hmm. So he's the smartest guy I know. So I 
just G-chatted him while I had this part-time real estate job. And I was like, hey, uh, do you have any ideas where I can get loans? And, you know, like, they're like, how much? He, he lit, this was our conversation. How much do you need? I said, well, it's 20 grand a year. And he goes, okay. And I said, what do you mean, okay? <laughs> I will give it to you. Wow. What do you mean you'll give it to me? Listen, I will give it to you. You pay me back whenever you want. Okay. I'm um, wow. just going, like, I have, because he became a very successful investment banker. Right. He became what I wanted to become <laughs> right. when I was in college. Right. Um, and he basically gave me, loaned me that money and said, yeah, I mean, I can't invest in certain things because that's against the law. And he told me, I want to invest in a friend. So here, let me invest in you. Mm. And so I went to school there, got all my training full out done. Um, I mean, you, as an actor, you never stop training. That's, yeah. that's one of the things. But I got my formal initial training there. And then um, I got my first agent through an act of kindness, which was cool. Like this guy was getting really hounded on in my restaurant that I worked at. And then I felt so bad for this guy because he was such a nice guy. And I told him, hey, listen, uh, I'll, I'll cover for you. I don't know. You seem really stressed out. You do whatever you need to do. You can leave. I'll take care of everything. And he's like, wow. And he said, well, I'm actually going to meet my agent. You're an actor, right? You want me to tell her about you? And that's how I got my first agent. Boom. Yeah. Cool. I had no idea he was an actor either. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? You like, it looked like this guy was on drugs. He wasn't, but like, that's <laughs> how much so the work was like stressing yeah. him out. Um, so that's how I got my first agent. And then kind of, you know, things slowly, you know, moved from there. I did some print jobs, you know, little things here and there and then commercials and then the whole LA thing, getting film and television, but that's like the quickest I can tell this story. Yeah, no. <laughs> which took a little time, but yeah, that's kind of how it all kind of came to be. It's great to hear the the journey of it because I think there's a lot along the way, including coming to terms with what you want and your calling, and yeah. and also like how your parents dealt with it. I feel like that's a big deal to kind oh, yeah. of have them be like, okay, but. What do you want to do instead of them going, no, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I, I think my parents are just really, uh, not your stereotypical Asian parents in that way. Uh, because they, they have this weird kind of trust in me. They're like, we trust <laughs> you. But then they're like, I know in, in the back of their mind, like I have to reassure them. I was like, I, I, I understand how risky this is. Uh, you know, nothing can happen, but you know, they're, they're just so supportive because I, I don't, they, you know, they're, I've got all this faith and a lot of it's due to just seeing them do, uh, their everyday work. And it's, it's been hard for them too. And they, a lot of fights have happened, tears, joy, you know, everything <laughs> like that, but the gamut, <laughs> the gamut, we have run the gamut of emotion here. So, but yeah. Wow. Well, Okay, I have so many questions. So many questions. I mean, well, I have a question. Okay. Where's my $20,000? <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, oh, that's, uh, you know, I thought, I thought this podcast would kind of, you know, was the payment. <laughs> I know. I was like, I wonder if every time Dan tells this story, someone goes and tries to find that friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. like, well, actually, I have some investment opportunities. Yeah. It's a restaurant called Thope. <laughs> Anyways, that's a story for another time. 
challenge for us that I wanted to do before oh, yeah. we kind of talk about your experience, like as an Asian American actor in, 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 in film and television, which is, you know, like something that you probably have a really unique perspective on. So, but before that, what's your challenge for us? Okay. The challenge is, can you name 10 male Asian American actors, Asian American actors? Okay. Are we going to go in a circle or just between me and are, just are the bull and the badger? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, can I start uh, with a really obvious one? Sure. John Cho. Okay. One. Russell Wong. Two. Wait, you said we could do like Jackie Chan though, right? Like yeah. crossovers. Yeah. So Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Hey. Oh, I oh sorry. Back and forth. Okay. That's four. Jet Li, really? I, I guess if he's, he's like yeah. Jet Li. Lethal Weapon. Like all, Bruce all Lee. Them. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, Daniel Hennessy. That's <laughs> <Not> Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Whiskey. <laughs> Henny. Henny. Nice. <laughs> um, shoot. What's that guy that's on Fresh Off the Boat? Can I just say the guy off on Fresh Off the Boat? But Randall. He's not, he's His not name Randall. In the. Is he starring? Oh. Randall. Well, yeah, is, I think that's it. Is his name yeah. Randall? I know his last name is Huang. That Huang guy. <laughs> Huang guy. Okay, that's seven. We're we're getting. Okay. Does Cal Penn count? Because he's yeah, South Asian. Yeah. Okay, great. What, what the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the nine and ten is always the. Okay, oh, man. this is like forgetting Iowa when naming the fifty yeah. states. Shoot. Okay. There's... Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, let me think. Can okay. I... Go ahead. Masioka. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, Daniel Day Kim. There you go. (laughs) And he's like, he's super Korean American. I heard that his Korean's actually not. Yeah. Apparently, his Korean's terrible. His Korean initially, like season one of Lost, was really awful. But then he got better, like so much better. Like as the seasons went on, I was like, yeah, I was like, he learned Korean on that island, you know. Probably. Not much else to do during the earlier season. I mean, because my Korean's not that great either. But like, for me to recognize that, oh, jeez, <laughs> you know, like, like I needed the subtitles for all that, you know. Like we we all needed the subtitles. We were like, oh, but then like, I don't know what happened. He got really good towards the later seasons. We're like, good. Maybe good his work. star. What's his? What's her name? Uh, his wife. What's her? Eugene. Um, I think it's Eugene Kim. She's probably she's really him. good. Oh yeah, she's an amazing actress yeah. in general. Awesome, I love her. But I miss Lost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Memory. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Um, oh my gosh. Quick tangent question: Is it rare to find? At least it is weird for me to find Korean Americans who can't speak Korean fluent. Or is that just a, is it rare? Like a stereotype or a myth that think, all Koreans know how to speak Korean, basically? Oh, no, no. I think a lot of people do not know how to speak. Like, our generation, it's getting to a point where not a, like everyone, everyone's forgetting. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are forgetting they're Korean. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, we, we all kind of can get by. But we do, like, when I go to Korea, I have a americanized korean accent so when i go they're like oh you're not from here mm-hmm. like ordering like a burger you know in korea it's it's one of those things where they stare at you <laughs> they look at you and you know um 
the only one gripe I actually have with Korea is their fast food. Is I, I know we're in America and we just have everything huge, <laughs> but their extra large is pretty much our medium. <laughs> and when you ask for ketchup, they'll give you one packet, <laughs> and then I would be like, "Can I get more?" And they'll give you another packet. <laughs> And then I would like just grab, take your hand, <laughs> just take your hand, dip it in that box you have, and just grab as many as you can and just just splat it on me, okay? And and I'm I'm a I'm like I'm six foot one, so I'm pretty tall for a Korean guy. And when I go there, um, like at a bowling alley, they're like, "What size shoe are you?" I'm like, "I'm a I'm a 12. And they're like, "Oh, we don't have that here." And I, I look at them, I'm like. Surely, I am not the largest man <laughs> in this country. Koreans actually. I mean, were maybe it's taller. changed, but when I went, like in back in the early two thousands, there they had not like when I went to their gym, you have to wear their shorts. So I went there, and I was like, okay, give me the extra large or something, and they're like, this is our extra large, and I was like, this is not extra large. <laughs> this is like, this is my boxers. <laughs> and. I'm like, okay, whatever. All right, I'll go with it. You're just wearing bicycle pants. Yeah, everyone's wearing bicycle pants. It's okay. Awesome. They, they to, you know, mm. Embrace the culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. So do we do okay? We, we I think we did. We, we named 10 people. That was really good. I was I was kind of sweating for a second. I was like... I mean, we'll let Cal Penn do. slide, I guess. But. <laughs> I know. That well, counts. Also, yeah, yeah, it counts. But Jackie Chan and Jet Li were kind of like they're yeah, not. Bruce Asian Lee, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but that's good. I think that was pretty good. Asian Americans embrace him. Okay. We've only made like five homage movies to him <laughs> in the last <laughs> ten years. So, um, but uh, my question for you is, um, you went to the conservative. I did go to the conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Why even say words anymore? <laughs> so at the conservatory, what was your experience like um, training there? And did you feel anything was different as an Asian American to be there? Oh, yeah. I was the only Asian American. Oh, uh, wow. guy. There was one girl that was an Asian American girl. <gasps> Everybody's... What there was you one and the one. Other Asian, like the other Asian in the room? We were yeah. talking about you're either friends right away or enemies right right <laughs> well luckily we became friends which was good um but definitely i was that guy you know um but i don't know like well, like I, I moved about nine different times in my childhood so uh for the longest time i was the only asian guy in almost every school until i hit high school and then when i went to high school there was like 50% Asians and that Whoa. freaked me out because people were bowing to each other in between classes. Oh and I was gosh. like, I have no idea what this is. Where did you um, go to high school? I went to high school, well, well one in Beckton, which is right next to Meadowlands, which is uh, Giant Stadium, uh -huh. now MetLife Stadium. Um, and then the Asian high school I went to was a place called Riverdale, uh, which was like half Jewish, half R Riverdale? Asian. Riverdale. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was like like Rivendell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking Nancy Drew Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> That's really sad. Huh? <laughs> but it was a it was an odd experience, and uh, because I was the only Asian. But then I I kind of it's one of those things where you just have to embrace certain things. Like you know what, I'm just gonna run with it because mm -hmm. you know, 
a lot of of my white friends would be like, oh, "You're so lucky you're Asian because when whenever they need an Asian guy, no. I'm I'm going to that audition. Uh, whenever they need a blonde haired, you know, blue eyed girl, there's about there's so many of them, right? Um, so in that re- respect, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna run, you know, run with you know what what I got. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like stand like I, I took a lot of stand-up comedy classes there too uh, i did pretty well like um actually just recently um i did a, a thing where america's got talent wanted me to get you know get that audition go to their audition and like yeah. do my thing because mm-hmm. like they're one of their recruiters saw me at like this little show i did i mean i'm not that's awesome i'm not like you know my passion isn't stand-up comedy but you know, it helps mm-hmm. and um and then i realized a lot of you know just you know when you do your jokes sometimes because like you know i have a lot of asian experience jokes i was doing it and i was i was fine and then like like during the show like i performed in florida in front of like probably like 2,000 people there. That's great. And everyone's laughing and it was really good. And then, uh, and then like everyone loved it. And then I, I sit, you know, I, I come off stage, I sit down and everyone's like telling me like, oh, you were so great. And then they repeat my jokes <laughs> about like, you know, like, you know, it's about my dad or my mom not understanding English. And they would say these kind of jokes back to me as like a, <laughs> that one where you said this. And I was like, Man, like coming from you, it sounds so bad. <laughs> oh, because they were non-Asian. Non-Asian, yeah. Oh. It, it coming from, and then I was thinking like, but then I was like, but I think this might be my fault because like I'm the one who created these jokes, you know? Right, yeah. So I'm thinking like I, I remember having this really deep thought, sitting down, going like, man, I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to, you know? Like it, it was cool making people laugh mm-hmm. and like. I, I, I wasn't really pandering to them, but it was just what, you know, it was just what I went through and it, it, it was, you know, funny and I said it in a very you know, funny way. So yeah, I, I sat down, I was like, oh, maybe I'm the one kind of egging this on, mm-hmm. you know? Cause like, if I never said these things, it's like, these people won't come up to me and go like, remember the one where you said, and I was like, yes, <laughs> but man, that sounds terrible <laughs> coming out of your mouth. Right. You know, it's like, uh. You know, like a black joke, a really black joke. If I said like back to like, you know, whoever and, and it would be like, wow, coming from your mouth, it sounds just awful. Right? <laughs> and so it felt like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a that was odd. But, you know, yeah, I, I think the like, I don't know. It, w- it was one it's just one of those things where I, I know who I am, you know, that I, I get that I'm the only different person in the room um, It's when I'm acting. Uh, and I just kind of either have to run with it and then there's going to be times where I run against it and it's the better thing to do. Do you feel like the pressure or responsibility of like representing or, or do you think that that's uh, not it's, it's, like a concern for you? Uh, I have like, I don't know, like there's some people who see me and they're like, okay, you're a different look. Like I've, I've lost jobs because... I'm tall and I'm kind of like I have this athletic build and they're like like oh, they're, you don't fit I love there's this one role that I really wanted and the girl this is what I don't like this is what they actually said they said you're you're too good looking of an Asian to play this and I was like I was like sorry sorry all this awesome mouth 
Yeah, sound. and I was like, what? That like like no one's really you know like said that those words. And I was like, no. Like <laughs> growing up, no one said you're a good-looking Asian kid. It was just like you know I thought I was good at what I did. Right. And I was like, wow, you can lose jobs because. And, and even when I met like these agent uh, workshops, casting workshops, they said, oh, you have a leading man type of you know feel to you, look to you. Uh, but the thing is, there aren't many roles for that for us. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, one of those things. It's like it's awesome because like that's what a lot of Asian Americans want to play. Like in my position, they uh-huh. want to be like considered as leading man, um, you know, like good looking, whatever, uh, like do it, you know, like they, that's what they want. But at the same time, those roles aren't really being created for me. Right. You know, um, so it's tough to even audition there. So it's very rare. Um, and this casting director who uh, I met, who did uh, Olympus Has Fallen, uh-huh. who did uh, Rick Yoon's thing, he right. said that it was really difficult to find his role. Like, like meaning they auditioned him and they auditioned like a couple more people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because you had to be pretty, you know. Well, you had to be recognizable, right? Exactly. In a certain way. Exactly. So it's 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 tough in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the roles I've gotten are roles that have nothing to do with my ethnicity, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Like one of my first, uh, like I did a, a theater thing called the <laughs> Two Gentlemen of Lebowski. <laughs> so nice. this one was uh, this guy wrote a the whole movie of Lebowski in like Shakespearean pentameter and everyone it was so awesome um and that was a sold out like off off Broadway show like for the whole month people came dressed up to the show which was really (laughs) odd following yeah I played of course the Asian guy in the Lebowski movie but then they also put me as the Irish guy the little boy uh, this German nihilist. It was amazing. Like I, pr- I played four roles in that whole show. Uh-huh. Um, so that was really cool. And um, like I, another theater thing I got was called Dinner with Friends. And that's not made specifically for an Asian person. Mm-hmm. I, I just went in there, did my audition, and I thought I did really well. So I just left thinking, I did pretty well. And then that's it. And then a lot of the actor mentality is when we go into auditions, right after that, we just kind of drop everything Um, Uh, one of the things I do is I think about what I did well and then I think about what I (laughs) could improve on like uh one thing kind of like one thing and one thing Uh just kind of go one and one so you do better the next time and then you take one and you're like okay I like you drive yourself crazy right yeah and then you just forget about it you literally take that script crumple it up like toss it out and then if you get a call back, go back to your garbage, <laughs> uncrumple it. It's like, oh, that's what I, you know, that, that, that's what I remember. So that's been a really fun journey. Uh, and it's been different. It's been both. Um, and, and sometimes it had to do my, with my age. Um, my first commercial I had, they wanted a, like a 30 to 40 year old Asian man. And I, I, my agents like go in there. I was like, you know, I'm 25, right? <laughs> and she's like, just dress in a suit, act older, you know, try to grow facial hair. Like, <laughs> Do your best. Do your best. Like, can you grow a beard? Get I was there, like, kid. Give me like 10 years, I can grow a beard, right? <laughs> so I went in there, and my wife is like 
40. I have a 13-year-old kid. I have a five-year-old kid, a four-year-old kid. And then I go in there, do the audition, do the best I can, you know, of course. Like, like to me, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I go in there, I do it, I leave. And I, I remember saying to myself, that was fun, but no way. Uh-huh. I said no way and then, as I left. And then I get a call back. And then I'm like, hey, they must have changed their idea. They want a younger oh, guy, right? Oh, so they see. saw me, they're like, ah, we want this young. Mm. I went in there and same people. My 40-year-old <laughs> wife, 13-year-old son. I do it. And then I go again, literally at the door. No way. But, but then one of those like laughing, like humoring myself. No way. I leave. And they go, the agent calls me and says, hey, you got the job. Nice. And I like, I'm like, oh, surely they changed this. Surely they changed. Like at the shoot, I'm thinking, surely. They, I go, Hair I see makeup. my wife. I see my wife. I see my 13-year-old the child. They're all Asian. Okay. I see my 13-year-old child, my 5-year-old child, my 4-year-old child. Uh, a side note, the 5-year-old child, I had a little discussion. He was a really cool kid. And I was like, oh, hey. And, and you know, we're talking about each other. Like, what does your dad do? And, my, and he, this boy's like, oh, my dad is, uh, he works at ESPN. And I go, oh, what does he do for ESPN? You know, in your head, you're thinking like, oh, camera guy, whatever, producer, whatever. He's like, oh, he's an anchor. And I was like, your dad's, oh my, is your dad Michael Kim from ESPN? I have no idea who that is, but he's, he's famous. He was pretty much uh, back then, well, he doesn't work there anymore now, but he was the only Asian guy anchor oh, wow. uh, at ESPN. Like, I knew him. Like, I, I loved him. You, you zero in on those people because yeah. you want to see exactly. similar kind of background people on the Exactly. Street. So, Ted Hirasuna, that I think. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like a. Was he the weather guy or? No. He was he like an anchor guy. Yeah. Well, he. I think he eventually moved up to being anchor. But yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Michael Kim, and then he, I was like, I love your dad, right? And then he's like, okay, well, and this was a two two day um a two day camera shoot a two day commercial shoot, and so I was like, can you ask your dad to come? <laughs> and then the next commercial, like the day, he came. <gasps> Cool. And I got to talk sports with him and like just hang out with him. I was like, this is the best day. <laughs> best day. The and day then, Dan died a little bit inside. Yeah, and yeah. And was reborn. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was amazing. Well, and then I, I discovered why they wanted a younger person to do this because for 12 hours straight, I was playing with these kids running around at the beach oh. and like throwing them around, playing football with them. And, and while my wife sat on a beach chair reading a book <laughs> so i was like now i understand what you guys are doing and then that's why you know a lot of times a lot of actors will tell you it's you, you never know why they pick you you never even know why you know they sometimes don't pick you're you. too good looking sometimes so. like that was the worst best thing i've ever received it's like what like that's annoying like, yeah we want someone kind of like uglier for this role and I was like but I love this role <laughs> you know and so it can be like that and I, I don't know it's it's fun like you never know why it could be because an Asian thing a non-Asian thing but yeah or that's not my Asian experience. enough I've heard that's a thing yeah not Asian enough oh by the way just for listeners out there and maybe you'll see a picture of Dan eventually but he looks anywhere between 25 to 28 so even if when you are 30 no, I would say you look. You could look like you're in high school. Yeah, my agent yeah. tells me. I'm yeah. actually 29 right now. Yeah, so yeah. for you to even play remotely 40 yeah. when you are 40, 
Yeah. It's going to be a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the gift of being Asian. Like, We're just ageless. Like we know yeah. when. I think she's going to be 35 forever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being terrified in middle school, what happens if I diverge from this path? Will I die? What happens if I don't major in, in engineering or science? Am I going to die? Like, I wasn't raised to be happy. I was raised to be successful. Hi, everyone. This is Vanessa. You just heard an excerpt from my doc, The Laundromat, a personal exploration of the silence and shame in Asian American culture. If you'd like to contribute your story or learn more about the doc, visit atthelaundromat.com. That's A-T-T-H-E laundromat with an O dot com. Or visit our Facebook page for the Laundromat documentary. Thanks. To the question of pressure, like I have had um, people come up to me and say, you're our guy. Like, you're the guy kind of thing. And I, I've, I've told them, like, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, walk like, away. All right, because I don't think that that's I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I just want to be good at my job. You know that um that that's kind that of sounds my, very Asian too. Though, that is very Asian, I guess. But I just want to be good at at my job, and you know, I I don't know like that's too much pressure to put on anybody. Kind of like put a whole race right. on your back, like be the pioneer. Because I think we've had. Already, we've had so many pioneers, and then I think we're just kind of looking for someone else that's could be the guy, yeah. kind of thing, like constantly. But like, if you look at um, black actors, you know, like there was no one guy. It took a whole bunch of guys. I mean, like, I guess the closest you can say is Will Smith was one of the biggest guys, but like Denzel, Denzel like, like you were like kind of, but like before Denzel, like so many guys Sydney had to come. Be, exactly, like. So I think it's going to take a whole bunch of guys and gals to really be like, okay, we can, we can handle yeah. this as a thing. So I think one person to get that pressure for, you know, a race is, is, is not a good thing. And then it also like, you know, it, it also is not fair in, in, in the respect that, um, you know, I don't know exactly how I, how I should put this, but, um, I don't know, like, like we're all trying to do, you know, like we're all kind of like when you put that pressure on someone, there's another person saying, hey, why not me? Right. And then they get that jealousy thing and suddenly we're rivals. Yeah. You know, we're all rivals. Yeah. And so like it's going to take a group of us, but then it's, it's like we're all thinking it's going to take one. And then when we all have that mentality of it's going to take one, it, we're all fighting with one another yeah. when we should be like, all right. You go there, I go there. Like, I have an Asian friend who's an amazing actor. His name is Mark Darty. okay? He, uh, he, he's 25. He looks 16. <laughs> he's nailed every 16-year-old role. Like, he's been in almost every show. Like, he's been <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, you go down, like, all these Nickelodeon shows. He's actually testing right now for an ABC Family show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks so young. And the thing is, like, we're not in direct competition with one another because, like, he, like, our age gap is so, you know, different. And, and the way he, he's like this really skinny guy, um, and everything he gets that he thinks I should be right for, he forwards it to me. Mm-hmm. 
he's like, cool. hey, here you go. So I think, you know, in that res- I'm kind of understanding, like, oh, it's going to take a, a good team effort. <laughs> like, it's going to take my friend Mark, you know, it's going to take this guy, Jake. It's going to take, you know, this guy, Kevin, Ken, like all these guys. Like, let's try to try to make it. And, and um, the, one of the first short films I did was about this Yakuza gang. Right. And there's th- like out of the five dudes there, there are three of us who are currently like really working hard, like m- myself and this guy, Jake Choi, who's um, I think I just saw him in Gotham. He was in a Super Bowl Best Buy commercial. He's uh, he's been in an episode of Law and Order. And then this guy, uh, Chen, uh, Chen Tang, uh, he he was just in that movie. Um, Let's be cops. Uh-huh. Did you guys watch that? No, I haven't. Well, yet. he he's at the end of it. Um, um, like he, like he's in a whole bunch of things now. We're, we're all. It's kind of like a weird. We're a team, but it's a rat race too. Because the mm. three of us kind of have the same similar kind of look uh-huh. and feel. Like we're all going to be auditioning for similar things. Right. And um, and that's a whole other story. Like the audition room itself. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I thought I was the only kind of Asian guy. That's but I I sit down there's about. 30 of me. I'm like, where did you guys all come from? <laughs> LA. I was like, yeah. And, and everyone's from everywhere. And then you eventually become friends with them. That's right. the, that's the crazy part. Cause like, you're just like, you all understand, like it's like, it's a competition. Yeah. But we all understand, like we know exactly what it took for that guy to get that role. So it's, it's one of those things where like, darn it. But then at the same time, I respect you. <laughs> so it's kind of that, that experience, you know, as an Asian. So, Pressure wise, and I yeah. know that like Mindy Kaling gets a lot of flack for like not like quote representing and stuff, and a lot of flack for like all of her romantic in, like uh, leads have leads been white guys have been white guys on um, the mini project. But one of her responses was like, for people who say like, oh, you know, you're not speaking to this problem or like whatever about the people you're representing. She's like, do you know how busy I am? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm running a show. Like I'm writing it and acting in it and da, 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 and like I don't have time to worry about like representing and saying that like you know I'm doing this for this group of people and stuff like that and I think that sort of goes along with what you're saying like you you just want to do a good job right. you know and like whatever comes of that consequentially you know would right. would probably be a good thing. But I will say that uh, you know I'm, I am taking Korean lessons right now to become better, but you know I think that's also a good business move. Because I do want to be able to go to Korea mm. and promote and go on those hilarious game shows. Yes, please. Like, like one of my goals, I, I asked my wife, I was like, how long do you think it'll take for me to be able to match wit by wit, like, you know, on those shows? Like, just, you know, be able to get by on those shows. Like, it's going to take a good five years for you to really, you know, get there. Is yeah. their Korean that much better? They're, they're Korean or? No, hers. My uh, no. A mini, yeah, absolutely. My wife's Korean is excellent, which is awesome because my parents, like, it's a struggle for me to communicate with my parents, but my, my, my wife speaks to them fluently. And also I got really lucky because her parents speak English. <laughs> so I can communicate with her parents. Jesus awesome. knew. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, really quickly too, I'm curious because I think when you sit in a, room like that asking those kind of questions a lot of times actors will say well people need to write more material for roles like that but and as as a filmmaker I get it like a lot of the stuff that I write is like I want to see more you know 
Asian males represented in a very specific way and not how I usually see them. So that for me is that impetus. But for you, you talked about community and and kind of helping each other that way. Are there any other things that you wish could be different or things that you know the Asian American community could do or that even just the wider film industry could be like doing differently? Ooh, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we have my... like another hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> well then. Uh, well, first, my my uh, one of my close black friends. His name is Carlton Bird. He's also in everything. I um, love that name. Carlton Bird. Yeah. It's, so awesome. it's, it's spelled with a Y too. B Y R D. And he's like, you know, I, I asked him too, like, just you know, as a black actor, this, you know, because I mean, it's it's not. The same thing, of course, but also we do have some, you know, similar struggles and battles. It's definitely not the same. And he's like, you know what? Do it, you know, just write yourself. Like, no one's writing your role. Just write it yourself, you know? And, and I, I began to write. I, I, I began to write a couple things. And uh, one of my favorite things is uh, this thing. It's kind of a crossover between Entourage and Game of Thrones, but for, for the music industry. <laughs> like like this up-and-coming musician, and like Jay-Z's the king of the throne, and we're trying to overtake him, like become like, you know, like a Game of Thrones of just music and Entourage and this battle. And, um, and so I kind of, uh, in, you know, try to write myself into all of these things. Um, but... I don't know, other things that the Asian community can be doing. I think that, uh, I don't know, it's, 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 because I'm not high up there in, in the land of producing, because uh, the actor role is we're the last step of the recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's so much, so many things that had to go on for me to even get an audition. Mm-hmm. Like, someone needs to write it, someone needs to buy that. You know, that meeting is going to take months, Mm -hmm. you know, and after it's bought, that writer needs to hire directors and the directors need to start talking to producers, seeing the idea of what they have. And after that, they need to get casting directors. After casting directors, they need to go through agents. And after they go through 20, like 2000, maybe even 20,000 pictures of, of faces, just random faces, they need to dwindle down, you know, all the way to maybe 50 20 if they're lucky whatever um and then after that you know you bring in the 50 or whatever and then you call back 20 you call back 10 you call back five and then you get that last roll and then when you go in there a writer might change something you know uh that that same friend who did uh carlton he did a movie with cuba gooding jr recently and you know he had three days to film a whole movie three days to learn a whole movie the entire movie and I was like so you memorize you got all your work done he's like well actually you know I got all my work done in terms of like intentions with the scenes about all these things but line wise you know I I knew that they were going to change it like on the spot Uh and he went in and he's like they changed everything on the spot Uh like words were different like if I were word perfect like I would have been in trouble because they changed everything Uh Uh, and sometimes that's what happens so like I, I don't know like I guess one of the ways that the Asian community can help is like a lot of behind the scenes work, which I think we're doing. Cause like when you see TV shows, you see a lot of like, I seen Korean names, Chinese names at like certain in the credits. Like, um, 
you know, like How I Met Your Mother. It's like a Korean name at the end. Uh-huh. Low level you know? producers. Like writers. all these producers, like you see it. And, and I think that's one way we're like neglecting because it's not the glamour uh, oh. thing. It's not the, your fa- like, um, you know, as a Christian, it's funny because the ironic thing is it's not about me. But my industry, it's all about me. Like it's like my face, and I, I love that irony, you know. Uh, and I'm still working that out, and I will forever work that out, you know. But a lot of like that work, I think, is huge. It's huge. Like like that step one of producing work all the way down there. That's when it really helps our community. But it's one of those things where we can we can't talk about it because we don't know much about it. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that answer. I've been I've been looking for unique solutions to this problem besides, okay, I'm a director, but yeah, how do I get in touch with like Asian producers who are like trying to make the same material? And I think there is a lot of competition, you know, and there's a lot of Asians who want to do industry things and a lot of who want to do independence. And there's a, not a lot of meeting on the same page. I feel like I'm either one or the other and I can't, bridge those things sometimes which is tough but um if you could i mean what about you vanessa you're in the industry Mm -hmm. like what do you see um when it comes to like asian americans and i think it's just an attitude thing um and it's so like do you work with a lot of asian americans are you like oftentimes the only one and Okay, well, I work in a very specific part of the industry with, like, reality post-production. And I think there's slowly starting to, be, start, starting to be more Asians, whether they're editors, they're post-production, like, coordinators, or they're producers. But, yeah, there's still a lack. And I think there's also, like, some complicity. So, like, when I go through work, I don't laugh at their racist jokes. That's like step one for me because it's not like, I'm trying not to be like demure and like, haha, let's just go the flow. But also like, I will call out racism in like in a more direct way sometimes or not engage in material that I think is not, that, that was probably like perpetuating something. Like I'm not gonna sign up for the next rom-com, you know, that I think like, the sidekick is the next like you know ducky or like you know from 16 candles or something like that and like saying no or telling your friends that the stuff that they're writing is it's not aware it's not it could you could push your character not to be a caricature so i think like on my end as asians are moving up and things like that and you know going into positions of influence, not just making Asian American material um, just for us, but also like when you move into those other spheres, like making sure they don't see the stereotype. So I speak up, I like speak my mind. I try to be assertive, like things that don't always come like very easily to my nature, but if I have to 
get the job done, then I'll get the job done and not in like a passive aggressive way or things like that. Like in a room where like there's a bunch of people at a table, like most times Asians will like let other people speak their mind. And like, I, I see that a lot and it happens where I just like kind of shrink into a role. But then for me, at least in my everyday, like I try not to be passive or submissive. I think that's one of my things. And also to like be politically active and socially conscious. Those things are really important to me. But um, yeah, I don't know. Did that answer your question? I think that was very good. Okay. Oh my gosh, I passed the test. <laughs> after, after I had like put Dan through the, the ringer, <laughs> seriously. Um, What's one thing for each of you that you'd want to see different, something positive about an Asian American in the media? That's hard. Do you I have think any? it's someone like, you know, you know, I was talking about the whole, like, they can't, there can't be one guy. There needs to be a couple guys. But I would like to see a guy, you know, just be relatable to the masses i guess you can say uh, not just like the asian community but just kind of like you know be able to go on like jimmy fallon or like a conan and be like, like everyone's like yes like you know we get what he's going through like all of us not- what about glenn on the walking dead that dude oh that guy i, I actually haven't <laughs> I, I haven't actually m- met him or like seen much like because i'm I'm not not a zombie fan not a zombie fan but um it's so funny because with with that guy is just completely tangent but like i had a friend of a friend meeting who works at uh, the big agency and i went there and i sat with him basically when i moved to la he's the one that kind of hooked it hooked it up for me with like agents and things and he's like you know what's really funny i was like what two years ago I had this same table talk with Glenn from The Walking Dead. Mm. Like, the same, almost exact same table, you know, stuff like that. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know if he, like, blessed me or cursed me, but, um, you know, like, like jinxed me or what, but uh, I'm not sure. Like, someone where, you know, because I know for, I, I know that that was his first audition, which, I mean, that's crazy. Wow. Like, like it doesn't Asian or not like acting wise one audition to get his role on that <laughs> so hit show rare. it's like literally the greatest lottery <laughs> ticket for an actor like how many no's have you gotten in relation to how many yeses how many no's to relation oh golly probably like over like the ratio is crazy but probably like 400 no's to like maybe like 15 yeses or 20 yeses like the most recent yes i got was that scorpion show mm-hmm. uh, on cbs um but yeah what time <laughs> that? what time is that show uh it already aired but uh, the show's at uh nine nine o'clock oh my gosh it's so bad that i don't know <laughs> we'll on cut mondays, that part on mondays <laughs> but um cbs go watch it yeah, it's a, it's a, the ratio is crazy. It's, it's not a... The episode is called True Colors. It is called True Colors. Man, I should, I should realize what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I should care more than Vanessa about my career. 
Why'd you do want to look like ignorant? Because <laughs> um, I have to see you every Thursday after this. Yes. But um, <laughs> April, what about you? When you watch Asian faces in the film and television, I think um, I think I'd like to see, and I think it's starting. I mean, I think it just takes a really long time, but I'd like to see like a very wide, um, like a lot of different kinds of characters you know like mm. showing that like asian americans or asian people like we're not just you know model minorities or we're not just like gangsters or whatever but like just a complete like sort of reflection of what you see in real life you know that there's complexity and and uh yeah i don't know mm. i that's really good i would i would love that too like just kind of different like kinds like whether you like the con like are the you comedy. the mean asian or you there's so many ways you can go the the new stereotype is they're silent but they're also really aggressive at the same time right like, like passive aggressive yeah pitch perfect <laughs> um mean girls uh-huh yeah 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 i mean i kind of like i don't i I liked that. Like, I liked seeing that kind of a character because it's not something that I'd really seen before, you know? And it was like, I'm I'm like, I don't think that everybody will believe that every Asian is like this. Right. But that, you know, that's coming from my perspective. But I, I got a kick out of it. Like, It was funny because we, we know people like that, but then it's a variation, at least in my eyes, as to the dragon lady kind of mentality. Because, like, when I, I was so excited to see Lucy Liu on screen and, like, Kill Bill... And like, you know, like in some really big roles, like Charlie's Angels, that's another one. But then she's still like sexualized and like a, a badass, but as a dragon lady type. Do you know what I'm saying? So, mm. but just like riffing on what you were saying, like some of the complexity. And even I think for females, it's hard to do the vulnerability plus mm -hmm. like I'm still a strong female like fem like television's still figuring that out they're like eh, mm. <laughs> how do we have someone who isn't just one or the other extreme you know so right. um I didn't even I don't have an answer to my question is that bad no <laughs> it's an open into interpretation yeah but I, I I like what you guys are saying it's definitely yeah about widening the spectrum. And I don't necessarily need a show like Fresh Off the Boat. Like I remember when Amer All American Girl came out with Margaret Cho, and it was so exciting. And it's great to see an all, all Asian cast. When you watched it, were you like super into it? Were you like really happy and delighted? And yeah. you like totally but related to it? I don't remember any of the jokes. I just remember yeah. the grandma being awesome yeah. like off the hizzle i watched that show and had no you know like my innocence was totally still there where like i didn't really see color i was like this is just a funny show this is like home improvement to me <laughs> like it's the same thing like no race nothing i was just like this is just a funny show like that's right. all i cared about yeah. rather than oh that's an asian person yeah when i was a kid i think i felt a little bit of anxiety about it like i don't think i could watch it like i think i watched like the first episode and i was like uh like i can't watch this mm. there's a lot writing on it yeah and also like i don't think that i could really relate to it like mm. i don't remember exactly like the characters and the and the plots but like 
I was just like, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just uncomfortable for me. Well, I had a phase where I just didn't think Asians were as good as other people. I literally, like, I've told this story, right? Like the Jeopardy story? Yeah. Yeah. Jeopardy? So, yeah. Oh no, I don't think you told the Jeopardy no, story. No, it's like... You told your Chinese dance class. Um, what? Your Chinese school, like, exercise oh, story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's you like how like I do these movies. Yeah, I was like, it's like this it is wasn't Tai Chi, dude. <laughs> well, okay. So briefly, um, I I was I don't know like six or seven, and I was watching Jeopardy. Three contestants. One's an Asian American woman, and I was like, oh, she's not gonna win. And my aunt was like, why not? I was like, cause she's Asian. Why? <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, I just. It was crazy. Everyone what else in America it? was like, oh, she's going to win. She's Asian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had my stereotypes all mixed up back then. But then my aunt was like, never say that again. And I realized that was a transgression in my, you know, like my mind. And I was like, yeah. ah, like. You That's know, so that interesting. How moment. would you describe that? Like, what was the reasoning behind she is Asian, she will not win. I have no she's idea. Or something? Maybe it's because, like, you knew you were Asian. You're like, I could never win this. <laughs> I, I can't she even go me. back she into that me. time and figure out. She looks like me. Yeah. I was not good at trivia, guys. Just kidding. I'm awesome at Jeopardy. I will kill you. <laughs> she is Jeopardy. very good at trivia. Because uh, it's trivial. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think all those things are really good and just... Maybe, you know, I was just talking about this with um, Judy Fu, the DP of my documentary, and like, how do we move against the model minority and like act against it? And I think it's just like being who you are and just like existing in your world and like, like silently protesting. Like, you know, those microaggressions where people are like, haha, Asians are good at math. And you should be like, actually, you know, like it's a stereotype. And, like, just calling that stuff out and doing those kinds of things and, like, working against that stuff, like, maybe that's it. Like, as if, like, my answer is, like, I'm the answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just say Vanessa <laughs> when something oh. happens. Not be to the change you want to be. Be Vanessa. <laughs> no. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's, it would be stupid. But... Any closing words for us? Can you sing, Dan? Is that on your uh, resume? That is not. I can karaoke. That that I can do. <laughs> um, well, I think the last thing was the opportunity. Even though it seems like it's it seems like it's growing, it's it's still very like percentage. It's very still very small. I mean, we appreciate the growth. Like, uh, for example, I think fresh off the boat's the big thing right now. And um, my, my manager called me and said, hey, the fresh off the boat people, they pinned you. Like, they want you on a, a guest role. And I was like, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> you know? Boom. And then, um, and then they're like, they, he, my manager called me back. Like, Actually, they, they made your role uh, an extra role, right? Which is, you know, another of those things, like, out of my control, I can't do anything but just, you know, do my work as an actor. But, you know, you know, if he asks, you know, do you want to do it? Like, I have to say no, uh, because I know how rare the opportunity is, because if I do this extra role, right, mm-hmm. I'm already on that show and that's it. Mm-hmm. But if they if they have any other role that in the future, this, of course, banking on future, which is, you know, just completely, you know, you don't you can never guess like I, like I could, they could have nothing. But like the 
even the possibility of them saying, okay, well, we're going to make this other role for this show. Um, you know, like I, I would be completely eliminated from that option if I did this extra role. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of like one of those things where like, oh, this is such a rare show, a rare opportunity. And of course, there's millions of shows out there that will still cast me. You know, I've auditioned for a whole bunch of shows, mm -hmm. um, not the role, like any like gigantic roles. Um, but I think um, also I think there's this Showtime show that the, the lead is an Asian. Oh, I don't think it's completely. I, I don't think it, it even has a title yet. Mm. But I auditioned for a lead role, and I was like, "This is a cool, cool role." Like he's like the love interest in this Showtime what? show. Yeah. Asian Americans can love. Yeah, <laughs> and love a love interest. Like you're this like this girl is obsessed is. with this guy. And I was like, this is the rarest script I have ever held in my hands. <laughs> but is he a karate master? No, he's just a normal dude going about his life, like doing his thing at a normal job, um, moving, you know, he moved cross country and this girl follows him because he's obsessed over him. And, and it's a comedy, but it's, I don't know if it's CBS or Showtime, it's one of those. Um, I, I auditioned for it thinking, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And I was sitting in the room with a whole bunch of, you know, these dudes. I was like, oh, I like you. I like you. Like, like I was like, you guys are all awesome. You guys are all amazing, like, good looking guys. Like, I would be proud as well. I mean, you I hope. be part of the race. Yeah, I was like, I hope I, I hope I can get this. But if I don't, like, good luck to all of you, you know. But, um, yeah, like, the opportunities are so still so very rare, um, which is okay um because i don't know if that'll change but yeah yeah you gotta hope. take what you can hope yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah all right so do you want to um plug your website or any upcoming things or um well my name is daniel Fay. um my last name is really weird uh, i'm the only korean with that last name Fay. Uh, because my parents don't know how to spell <laughs> and uh, it's supposed to be bay like b-a-e but then they spell it P-H-A-I. Uh, I hated it as a kid, but I love it now because I have so many like fun things I could do with my last name. Like my fantasy football name was Beethoven Symphony <laughs> or uh, LL Cool Fay. Um, there's so many awesome things I can. My wrestling name is Phenomenon. You know, it was awesome. Now, now I love it. As a kid, I hated it. You know, Big could also. But Bay doesn't sound as, you know, oh. awesome as Fay. You, know? <laughs> you need that Fay in there. It's the F sound. It's the F sound. Uh, so you guys can check my website out. It's Daniel, P-H-A-I, uh, Fay.com. Uh, I have my reel up there. It's, it's really cool. It's just uh, small things uh, here and there. But I think, you know, it's just the beginning. I've only been in L.A. for about a year and a half. Um, I really love L.A. I really do. Like thanks to my food list. Exactly. Vanessa has an amazing food list. You should definitely like share it with your audience. Like that's that's like my bible. Maybe of, if they're like, lucky. Yeah. My wife go, "What do you want to eat today?" I don't know, check Vanessa's list. And like, okay, what are you in the middle for? What area do you want to go to? And it's all it's all right there. Um so that's amazing. So I guess uh that's it for now. Hopefully I'll see people, uh, you know, you'll see me on the screen here and there but we'll see what happens just remember us when you're huge 
Oh, I, I will be back when I'm huge. I will be like, I want to sit right in this living room with this little dog peanut yeah. on my lap. Yeah. Yeah. You will be a phenomenon. I will, I will be famous by then. You know? Boom. Like I said, you could do anything. I love that. I hope enough. I don't fail, but you know, like just anything with my <laughs> stupid name. We should start writing them now so, like, when he comes back, yeah. we'll just have a list and then we're just like, yeah. <laughs> it'll be like our cheat sheet perfect that sounds awesome well thank you thank you thank you dan thank you thank you to our listeners Bay, Faye. <laughs> <laughs>